Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 14. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. By now you've figured out that this is the five-year mission podcast. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the episode Arena and the song specifically written by Mike Rittenhouse. Noah sounds like a Metron. That was my favorite intro ever. Mike, do you mean, do you mean he, he sounds like a Metron? Well, it depends on who says it. Exactly. Isn't that one of those things that like click clicks so that you can stay in time with the music? Yes. But okay. this is a, this is also another episode that I noticed where there's no consistency on pronunciation. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, this episode it de- definitely suffers from the early episode syndrome, where like sound effects are weird and not the right ones, and pronunciations are weird. Well, because like there was the whole quasar, quasar, quasar debacle. Yeah, and then now there's uh, the Metrons call themselves Metrons. Oh no, no, no. They, the 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 Metrons call themselves Metrones, but everybody else refers to them as Metrons. I think Kirk says Metrones once, but he says Metrons another time. And then and then Spock also also says says Metron each time. Yeah. They also call them screens instead of shields. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I think this is the only episode that does that. Like, like on the ship, he says screens up instead of shields up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he tells like Sulu calls Kirk and he says they're under attack and he he just put up deflector screens. And Kirk says, "Keep those screens up." <laughs> <laughs> screens. Uh, Any, anybody else watch the episode to prepare? I watched it while we were eating dinner tonight. Oh. And I had forgotten how long it takes until we see the Gorn in this episode. I know. It takes it's a like, while. It's like almost halfway through. Hey, Mike, what, what year did we put out year two? 2011. So I watched it in 2010 in preparation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... That just means you were way ahead, way ahead of the game. I was into it before a lot of people. Yeah. Before it was cool. Noah's into hardcore early preparation. (laughs) (laughs) You probably never heard of it. (laughs) All right, so let's just go ahead and start recapping the episode. When Day, while investigating Cestus (laughs) Three, an alien superpower kidnapped Kirk and made him go face-to-face with an alien jerk. (laughs) Did you say Cestus Three? Cestus. Is it Cestus or is it Cestus? Cestus. Cestus. Festivus three. Festivus. For the rest of us three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so, so they're, they're on Incestus 3, and what happens? Well, well before, before that, aren't they on, are they on Cestus? They're not on Cestus 3 in the beginning. Well, they're, they're on the ship, and they're getting ready to beam down. Oh, and yeah, okay. The guy talking to them from the planet requests that they bring down their tactical team. Yeah. And then uh, when they beam down, immediately they realize that it's been destroyed. And it's a trap. Yeah. I, I just, uh, it's been a while since I watched it too. And I remember they're running around. And there's, there's like, uh, it's almost, there's like these mounds everywhere, <laughs> like taking yeah. cover. And there's things are blowing up. And yeah, it's. Uh, Andy, what do you think about this? Since, you know, you make some of the memes. I bought a meme with Admiral Akbar but you can superimpose the Gorn head on him. And instead he's saying it's a trap. That's like no. a really deep inside Vetoed. arena. No? You don't, you don't uh, even need to finish your thought because it's not going to happen, Noah. I think, I, I think that's a good idea. Stick to mediocre baselines, Noah. Ooh. Stick to mediocre baselines. <laughs> I did the bass for this song. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> sure did. And and I did the drums. <laughs> I, I got that reference, Andy. I play guitar. Did we put any keys on this? There are no. no no keys on the recording. I didn't think so. But I recorded the guitar that you play live. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't think I even. I don't think I'm on this recording, am I? Oh, you're, except you're, for vocals. Sing vocals, yeah. 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 And also, and also, for fun fact about the song, this is the one and only song I believe that we did not use a metronome while recording this one. Um, nope. Hmm. Why I, didn't we? No, I, I no, think no click track. I thought we did on this one. I think you're thinking of a taste of Armageddon. Yeah, nope. it was. The, it was. It was. No, it was definitely this one because I remember uh, trying to uh, play along with it for the video shoot that we mm -hmm. did. Uh, it does not match up, and it is not <laughs> on beat. So this we did not use use a metronome on this song. Maybe we didn't use a metronome on any of Mike's songs on this song, this album. <laughs> we we did on Operation Annihilate. Yeah. yeah, it's been too long. So anyway, back to the <laughs> back episode. to arena. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The episode itself. Uh, once they beam down and everything, they're looking for survivors of this attack. And uh, they finally find one guy and they take him to safety. And uh, Kirk sends out like the security detail to go and try to find whoever the hell is bombing the hell out of the place. So uh, they go out, one of the guys gets killed, and then Kirk decides he's, he's going to be the badass and head for, head for the high ground. And he does a lot of ducks and rolls, and it is hilarious. And the whole time he's like communicating with the Enterprise, too, which is even better because he's in no way, shape, or form out of breath, which I found hilarious. Kirk doesn't get out of breath. <laughs> well, except, except when he's like speaking normal sentences. Oh, yeah. That's just his <laughs> thing. That's, that's from his classic training as a stage actor. It's his regional dialect. It's a true story. It's Canadian. Did you know that? That's why he does that? You know, his start, start and stop kind of delivery of lines? It, it has it has to do with his stage training. Oh, really? That's weird. That's what I that's what I read somewhere, because he's 
I, I can't remember exactly why it was just because he, he was, uh, has to do with his deliberate delivery of lines on stage. And then he just carried that over to, to the screen. I could see that. That could be something that I read that is completely not true, but I remember reading that somewhere. So Mike, why don't you talk about where the song came from? There, this is not the first, the, the song on the album is not the first version of arena. Oh, no, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a far superior version out there. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the, the version on the album is actually the third song that I wrote. If you can even call the first one a song. Um, the was first demo a- that I made was a monster truck commercial for the, for, like, the Gorn Fight Arena. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, well, but it was Stardate, Stardate, Stardate. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, and uh, I actually recorded the demo, and I and I, I had to record it in my basement. And uh, at the time, my daughter Ruby was like a year and a half old, or two years old, and she was asleep right above me. So I, I recorded it really quiet on acoustic, even though it's supposed to be a bunch of metal riffs. And then I, I, I did the announcer voice, but I was whispering it. So the demo just sounds really weird. And it's I'm, creepy. I'm like, I'm like Stardate, Stardate, Stardate. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the first one I wrote. And I actually sent that to you guys. And I know Chris especially, I think, was like, that's not really a song. <laughs> I think you can do better. I really, I thought because I thought I sound like always enjoyed it. <laughs> it does sound like something I would say, but I feel like I was. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Although, yeah. I I could see me saying, you know what, this is hilarious. But where's the real song? And then yeah, we'll use this. That's later. probably like something like what you said. Yeah, okay. sort of like so, so, so basically sort of like it's like Mike and Noah's uh, Spock's brain song. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> um, so the second one I wrote, I never even recorded a demo for. It was way more melancholic, and it was like, it was more about like the aftermath of like a like a city or a town being destroyed by war. And, you know, it was basically all about Cestus three. And uh, I got, I think I wrote a couple verses of that and I had a, like a chord progression for it, but I never recorded it. And then, I don't know, one day I was just playing around and came up with the chorus that just repeats kick his ass over and over again. And then I was like, yeah, that that's it. That'll do. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to show it to you guys because I knew I knew that Chris would ask me if we really had to use the word ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was definitely one of the controversies that we went we went through when actually going through with this song, which is like, that's a lot of ass in this song. <laughs> it's it's thirty-two asses. Oh, you counted them? Oh, yeah. 32 asses in about three and a half minutes. Yep. Oof. Wow. That's like 31 too many asses. (laughs) 
Now, will we eventually see the uh, demo on the, are, are we going to eventually do like a, a demo album, like take, take the alternate demos and turn them actually into real songs? Do you think we'll do that someday? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we've already done it with a couple, right? Yeah, I, just, I, forgot, I forgot about that one, about Arena, and I thought that would be a really fun one to, we, to do. We've talked about releasing that. I still have the demo. Yeah. yeah and Chris has got that alternate version of Court Martial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got alternates of several songs. Yeah, got an alternate version of Session. The rejected demos, even if it was rejected by the person who wrote it. <laughs> Hi, hi. My name is Andy, and I wrote a crappy song. I like second song. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll have to put that one on there too. No, we won't. So the the song back to you know the actual song. Mm, uh, right. What I decided to do with it was basically tell the song from Kirk's point of view as he's fighting the Gorn, and. Uh, the verses are like him thinking like, what would all of my other crewmates do in this situation? And then uh, the choruses are more, well, the, the pre-choruses are more like, you know, what his fighting style is and what's happening with, with the Gorn. Kirk Fu. So after having done the monster truck version and the melancholy version, what made, I mean, what gave you the idea to come up with, to do what you ended up doing? Sort of like the Ramones-esque punk rock version. I don't know. I think I I had already written some of the other songs. I mean, uh, Aaron to Mercy was a little more upbeat, but the others were a little more slow. And I just wanted something a little more poppy, something that just really kicked ass. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, everyone else had some some upbeat songs that, that sounded like good live, like, you know, single type songs. Mm. And um, so, you know, I, 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 I just came up with something a little more, more, a little more on the punk rock side. Well, what made you think of the, the, the idea to, of, of Kirk? I mean, Kirk isn't really known for thinking, okay, what would so-and-so do? He's kind of a, more of a do-it-yourself kind of guy. Yeah, Brash, I, know, I, know. Action. I don't know why that was my my idea. I'm not sure where that inspiration came from. I think mm. I just was playing around with one of the, I think it was, you know, if, if Bones were in my shoes, he'd know what to do. And then I just kind of went from there like, oh, you know, I'll just kind of mention like, this is, you know, what different characters might do. And I don't know, it wasn't really uh wasn't really a commentary on <clears throat> the actual character of Kirk, but more of just what would the rest of the crew do? I see. So sorry, sorry that wasn't very interesting. <laughs> Mike, I remember, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I remember us having discussion about those like four, like extra, uh, like background lines that you throw in. Um, uh -huh. The yeah. the, no, no thanks, thanks to the metrons and all that when when we were recording it was just noah and me at his house recording the vocals and i had already recorded all of the all of the regular vocals and i said hey back it up a, a little bit there and and punch me in on a new track and he's like why and i'm like just just do it and then uh all, all he heard was me saying the lines he didn't hear it in context with the song 
So all, all he hears is, no, thanks to the Metrons. And he's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> that sounds terrible. You, you can't put that in the song. <laughs> Girl, you know I. Girl, you know I. Was that at Noah's house that we recorded that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. year two was at Noah's house. Okay. Because that's, I feel like, I don't know, that sounds familiar. I feel like I was there. Maybe I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I just heard the the result. Yeah. I you, Someone else may have been there. It's been so long, I can't remember. But I just remember Noah giving mm. me that, that look like, what the hell are you doing? Okay, so, Mike, there was something else I was going to ask you. About. Oh, because when we play this live and there's no keys, Chris picks up the extra guitar, like the rhythm guitar. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so you're out there singing it by yourself. Well, that's like one of the very few songs is maybe like that one. And then for a while we worked up uh, a muck time yeah. where, where I play guitar and I sang like, we rarely do that where someone is singing without playing an instrument. To this day, it terrifies me. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I don't push to put this song on the list, even when it's appropriate, because I, I hate not having an instrument. And, uh, and you, you know, that feeling Noah, cause the, yeah, the mock time, you just, you, you don't know what to do. I you don't know what to do. do. I, I tried to cover it up with a tambourine and just wound <laughs> up with a bruise on my thigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so awkward to just to not have a guitar and to be standing there and it just uh, it makes me I'm already super nervous. Um I mean, I, I don't really have stage fright too much anymore uh after several years of playing in this band, but when we do that song, I it definitely comes back and I'm just like well, because you're you're basically naked up there. That's like me getting out from behind the drums and I don't know what to do with my hands. Exactly. Yeah. We've done many shows where not only do you have something to do with your hands, but you're wrestling someone, basically. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, hey, you know, <laughs> come to, those are the so arena and amok time. Not only are they ones where either Mike is out in front without an instrument or Noah is, but those are also the two songs <laughs> that we have. <laughs> that we do like fights fights yeah yeah i i had this brilliant idea <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're we record the album we're really releasing it at starbase indie and i you know th this is a song that nobody has ever heard and i'm like let's have this giant long breakdown where i fight a gorn and everyone's gonna love it and they're all gonna be singing along like they know the song like <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so, uh, our our buddy Jason Bamberry volunteered to be the Gorn and came to the show and wore the mask. Oh, was he the first Gorn? He was the first Gorn, and actually, yep. that was the first time I met him. I never knew him before that. Oh. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks, Fark. Um, so uh, yeah, so so he shows up and we we do the song. Nobody knows what's going on. They've never heard the song before. And then I just, I, you know, we get to that breakdown right before the last verse and, you know, for the guitar solo. And I jump out into the audience and Jason and I start like circling each other and like attacking each other. 
way more violently than they ever do in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of pre-planning. It was just like, hey, will you fight me? Oh, sure. N- neither of us knew anything about stage combat or None. any kind of preparation. We're just like, hey, let's just swing at each other and pretend to fight. <laughs> it it actually didn't... went pretty well. It went better than some of the other subsequent fights. <laughs> yes. Remember of, uh, of Yavin Ford, uh, destroy your pinky uh actually so so that that particular fight the one with jason is the one where i broke my pinky oh Oh, that was the one yeah the first time we played the song live there's a video of it on youtube actually if if anyone goes to our youtube channel there's a live video of arena from starbase indie from 2011 and uh, if you watch the video, at the end of the video, at the very end, you see me walking off towards the camera, shaking my hand like this, like looking at my pinky, like what the hell is wrong with my hand? <laughs> was, that so, the time, was that the show we played in that weird ballroom with the chandeliers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, was, I think we have that on video too. Yeah. Somewhere in mm-hmm. our archives. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, I'm fighting Jason and everything's going fine. You know, it's not too bad. But I, I like I fall down and do some kind of like barrel roll thing or whatever. I don't know if like Jason or somebody else stepped on my hand or if something else happened. I don't know. But like I stood up and something felt weird and I looked at my hand and my pinky should be should be pointing like straight out. But it was actually pointing like at a 90 degree angle. And I was like, what the hell? And of course, Jason's like got the mask on and he's circling me like, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like, uh oh. So I, gra- please. <laughs> I grabbed my pinky and twisted it back into place, <sighs> which surprisingly didn't hurt at all. It was just sort of like a numb feeling. So I, I like popped it back to where it's supposed to be, but it was like turned and weird. And when I would bend my fingers, it would bend weird. And then uh, I finished the fight with Jason finished the song and uh that was like the last song in our main set and then we had an encore of a couple of songs but we like walked off stage at the end and in the back i'm like looking at my hand like what is wrong and then when when we went out went out to play the rest of the songs uh i remember one of them was where no man has gone before and like my pinky would just go in like weird spots where it wasn't supposed to go and i was playing like notes that didn't make sense because my pinky's just like twisted it was uh, it kind of scared me because I was worried that it would be that way forever and that I'd like have to relearn how to use it. But luckily, after like a couple weeks, it kind of went back to normal. Yeah, that was well, that wasn't the only injury during uh, a performance of Arena either. No, uh, another time we played that in uh, Lafayette <laughs> at a Ramones tribute, we were playing with another member of the Avon Four. Benny no good uh he he volunteered to be the Gorn for that show and he got a little too into it he's kind of into wrestling and so he was like doing some wrestling moves on me and he like picked me up and tried to do some kind of like drop me on and but like land on his knee and catch me kind of thing and make it look like he like broke my back but he all he ended up breaking was his kneecap 
Oh yeah, there's a there's a, I think he has a it was his profile photo for a while. I'm sure we can find it, and it's a him lifting up his pant leg and showing the, his bloody knee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that in all, there were probably around ten Gorn fights, and that one was the one where I decided I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is no. when it all fell on me. <laughs> well, that's only at Concave. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, I did. No, we when we played uh, Lexington once, uh, and I was fighting Brad, and he well, took a break from being the Gorn and proposed to his fiance. Right. But I still consider that concave. <laughs> just because just I had a few people that go to concave. It's in there. Kentucky, and all the concave people are there. It's, was it this was that bar that we played? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So. So. What what did you guys think of of the demo when you first heard it, uh, with all of its ass kicking glory? I was all for it. I mean, obviously, because I mean, I immediately had drum ideas for it. I immediately knew that I wanted to do cowbell. Yeah, and I actually had to had to go out and buy a cowbell just for this song. Yeah, the the eighties rock sing along with the cowbell. Yep. Yeah, I feel like I was. I had a little trepidation about it just because, you know, because of the asses, 32 asses or whatever it is. Yeah. But, I, I remember you were, you were definitely on the fence with this, but I like, like I liked it and it, um, I appreciated the humor behind it, but it was also a fun song. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like this kind of instigated a larger conversation for us as far as, what we can and can't do as far as <laughs> language. Yeah. And I think what we came up with was that if they, if they said it on the show, that it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think we must've come up with that earlier because there was, there was some language controversy in no man. Yeah. One. I was going to mention that. So we already oh, yeah, had that a little bit at that point well um, at that at that time we, we said okay noah don't say the f word yeah but you know you can slip in the shit, you know that's okay and then later we were like okay maybe we we should just stick to anything that they say on star trek yeah yeah which is okay because you know they they said shit in the star trek movie which which well, now yeah. which now if, if we're watching picard or yeah. discovery you can yeah say now, anything. now you can say anything you fucking want <laughs> I think we were I think we were trying to adhere to the original series though as far as the guidelines yes. yeah, which makes sense cuz that's what we were doing. I was ner I was a little nervous about it cuz and and I mean even now we have to be conscious of where we're playing it because we play shows that are family friendly and or we'll be in a, a convention and we'll have it playing on the on speakers or something. Yeah. And we have to be careful of that cuz you know little take, like take it out of rotation parents with kids walk by and we've got is you know ass 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 going on which is not the greatest impression first impression to make that's the monster truck there ass 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 <laughs> <laughs> i i remember i remember thinking it was pretty brilliant because um just focusing on Kirk's like fighting techniques, which is hilarious. It's like it's always hilarious, and, and to, like, especially in this episode. Yeah. yeah, and to specifically like call out those specific things he does mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. language is just 
just tickled me the right way there. And what I, what I still think is hilarious about the, just the very beginning of that fight scene is how truly cartoonishly slow the Gorn's first like little punches. <laughs> like it takes forever for him to like get around. <laughs> and like I like I, I was I was watching it with Kelsey earlier and I was like I cracked up the moment I saw it and she was like, oh my God, why is it so bad? <laughs> I was like, I ask, wonder, I don't know, ask, ask Bobby Clark. You know what? I, I wonder if, say that. if the reason it was so exaggerated like that is because maybe he couldn't see very well out of the mask and he was, a, and they didn't want him to actually hit Shatner. <laughs> didn't, didn't so they we just talk? slowed it down. Bobby at a at a convention. Did he give us? Yeah, any? we talked. We talked to him at a, at a at Star Trek Las Vegas. He did, he just happened to be walking by our table. We had no clue who he was, and the we had the TV, and we were we were playing the video for Arena. He stops and goes, "Hey, I know that guy." And we we're like, "Yeah, that's the Gorn during the original series. Yeah, yeah. You remember that episode?" He said he came by and he said, "That's not the Gorn." And I said, "Oh no!" I said, "I said this it's a." I was like, no, that's the Gorn. He's like, no, I'm the Gorn. And I said, no, that's our friend. He's playing the Gorn because it was the video. Yeah. And then he said, no, I'm the Gorn. <laughs> and then it clicked and I realized who he was. It's like, oh, yeah, you are the Gorn. And I, yeah, it was ridiculous. He was real nice, though. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, we, have, yeah, we, got, we, we got our picture taken with him, like yeah, the, the entire band. Yeah. yeah. That, um, the, vi the video turned out really really fun too that was didn't yeah. joy film that video for us didn't she yeah uh joy yes. joy filmed it and i edited the video um, yeah that was uh, the first the first video that we actually directed a, as a band we we had made the galileo yeah. 7 video but but joy came up with that, that whole like thing and, and directed it yeah um but so joy that, hernandez yeah joy hernandez uh, the uh, arena was the first video that we came up with and yeah and and did it you know all the ideas ourselves well then lee did lee was the gorn right yep lee charolis mm -hmm. was Charles. the gorn and we filmed at arthur's music mm -hmm. and then and, all around fountain square all around the square yeah at uh, uh hero house is in the video um yeah. actually uh in hero house uh we had had a sign up um, one of my favorite things in that video is when the, <laughs> yeah. the gorn first walks in and he's got his dog and uh, and then the guy points at the sign that says no dogs, and then the Gorn goes out and ties his dog up. And then when he comes back in, he points at the sign again, and now it says no Gorns. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And that that no Gorns sign was hanging by my door for like two years after that. Two, two years. years. <laughs> you know what's what's funny about that video is that it has absolutely nothing to do with the episode or the no. song. No, nope. except for the Gorn. That's it. It's just like a down on his luck Gorn. Yeah. At the, it's it's yeah. like the opposite of what we're singing about because we're singing about fighting with the Gorn, <laughs> and it's like the video is about this down on his luck Gorn who nothing Gorn goes right for him. Fighting with himself, and then he comes to this you know this this kind of white room where we're playing, and he comes in and with joins us. So it's like instead of, but you know what? My favorite part of that video is. The Gorn dance after, yeah. Oh yeah. The video's over, and he went outside, and Mike was, yeah, uh, spinning out there, and and he starts dancing. That was Mike Graves, yeah. Yeah, Mike Mike Graves. Graves. Yeah, um, I I love that the Gorn's like having a bad day, and all this stuff keeps happening to him. He like loses his job, his dog gets stolen, 
and, yeah. and like he's just just having no, in 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 the early in the video like he's at at the work at the music store and he like is really admiring this tambourine and then at the end of the oh, video yeah. we toss him the tambourine like you know come Which on was in, a join good us. tambourine toss <laughs> yeah. uh, i i love that i, I, I like that, that we made the gorn a good guy where'd that idea come from uh, well, actually, the what I wanted to do w with the video was actually have a Gorn fight in the video. Originally, we were going to have like performance shots, like we did, uh, mixed with um, like us kind of exploring and then fighting a Gorn, kind of like we did in the Galileo Seven video. And I was actually scouting spots around town that would look like alien locations where we could film and have a gorn fight and we in the end on that day we decided hey that's just way too much like it, we, we weren't prepared and you know so actually on the fly we were like well why don't we do this and that you know we came up with the idea for what the video ended up being like while we were filming <laughs> which totally sounds like us oh yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine we'll fix it in post <laughs> Let me ask you guys. Patrick's not here. Patrick's, Wait, Patrick's not, not here, here, right? What? That's that's Popeye, right? Popeye, yes. yes. <laughs> what? Like it's totally Popeye, right? Who's the Popeye? Guitar solo. Yeah. The, the, the guitar solo. The guitar solo. Cartoon. His guitar solo. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally, totally Popeye. Yeah. It's definitely inspired by that. Yeah. Yes. Whether he whether he realized it or not. Well, we know Patrick likes his cartoons. So I'm, That's true. I'm, he does. It's true. So uh, this uh, another a little tidbit about this song. Uh, there was an additional verse, uh, or at least a half a verse. That last verse is only half as long as the other ones. The one that says uh, Scotty would challenge him to a duel. Scotch and Brandy were fighting tools. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you just beam them inside some solid rock. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a line before that, which uh, of course I don't remember the whole line, but it was a line about Harry Mud. Uh, because I, I was just like I was drawing on like all of the popular characters. Like I used Charlie <laughs> X in the episode or in the song and, oh, yeah. and I had Harry Mud in there too. I can't remember what it said now, but uh, we ended up cutting it, but that's where that was breakdown is. Like there would have been words. Was the Harry Mud line on the original demo? Uh, it might have been. I'll have to go we'll back. Have to, and we'll listen. have to go back and listen. Yeah, I feel like the original demo had more on it. Yeah, it might have had that the, that line, and I can't remember. Oh when. no! You know what I'm thinking of? The original Shore Leave demo. Oh uh, yeah, the the oh like eight, God, eight minute Shore Leave. So long. <laughs> yeah, the one with all the TNG stuff in it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so Noah. How, how'd you come up with that baseline for the song? Well, basically I asked you what were the root notes. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I started playing those root notes and then you said, feel free to spice it up a bit. <laughs> so then I, you know, I added a little, little, little hammer on here and a little, um, little walk there and, and bam, you know, there was the baseline. Yeah, this is actually uh, one of very few five-year mission songs where you actually play your instrument on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth wall, Mike. Fourth wall. Uh, yeah, 
it's fun to play it live though because it's such a driving song mm -hmm. and don't have much choice but to just drive those root notes home and then for that whole like breakdown sometimes you know we extend the whole breakdown through the whole fight and i'm and i have to like play the same three notes over and over again kind of like at the end of shore leave when we do like some big extended thing yeah but it's actually that's actually kind of fun it's actually kind of fun to just have the the looseness of just you know there's only three three notes you have to commit to and you just you just play it and 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 that you have to commit to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to commit to those three notes. Like, it's, it's low commitment, and I like that. Yeah, super dedicated. You know, um, do you guys remember the show we played at Concave where I sang most of this song into a microphone stand? <laughs> no, that, yes. that, that was at the Adler Planetarium. No, it wasn't. It was Concave. Nope, that was at that, that was at the Adler. Yeah. Was it really? It was at yeah. Adler Planetarium. We started to, to break our stuff down, and we were, oh, we, were we were putting some things yeah. away. And yeah, someone it was the had last already taken the, the microphone off the stand. That's and, right. But, but but they put that little microphone cover back on the yeah. top of the stand. And I didn't have any idea that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, and your guitar was not plugged in. And my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, the amp was turned off. The guitar was plugged in. Yeah, and, just, and I was like. So, we did the was, whole song like just spontaneously because people were, were requesting that we do an encore. Yeah, that's and right. So, <laughs> the whole I time, did. nobody can hear you. Yep. And that was that was almost identical to like four years later when Chris was on his bed in the hospital, and we played Adler, and it was like his guitar was unplugged and there was no microphone because he wasn't actually there. That's. Huh. That's that's a sad twist of this story, you know? Yeah, man, that's dark. <laughs> I want to I want to bring it to a darker darker place. I forgot you guys played when I was in the hospital. Yeah, well, we we had already been booked for Adler. Yeah, and then and yeah. then you and then you went to the hospital, and so we we had to do it without you. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a funny realization when I noticed that there was no microphone there. I was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> And then it was just funny and a little embarrassing. Uh, nobody knew. You guys knew. That was bad enough. Yeah, only we knew. I didn't know. I, I, I don't know why that, that, that night it sounded so much better than normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back to the episode. Um, yes. This is – so I, I've only saw a little bit of Star Trek growing up as a kid because, as as I've told you in previous – podcast episodes you know i my dad didn't like the show we never watched it i i wasn't really exposed to it but one thing that i always remember about this episode or, or about uh, star trek from when i was a kid was this episode because it's so iconic and i you know you'll like you see the image of the gorn and like you know that that's star trek oh, and yeah. um i remember when i went to the theater to see bill and ted's bogus journey there's a scene in the movie where they're watching TV and it's, it's arena. They're, they're watching, watching arena. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the, the evil robot Bill and Ted like kidnap Bill and Ted and, and, and you know, they take them to kill them. And uh, on the TV, it shows Kirk at Vasquez rocks. And then the movie cuts to Bill and Ted at Vasquez rocks. And I always thought that was like so the good. coolest thing. 
Yeah, when the the, the first time I, sh I showed my kids Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, I had to point that out because they were like, oh, Dad, did they plan that? <laughs> like, I'm sure they probably did, guys. Yeah, they had Vasquez Rocks on uh, Picard. Last yeah. Season, didn't they? yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where Raffi, uh, Raffi was living yeah. in, her, in her weird space trailer. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Every time I see Vasquez Rocks on anything, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's those rocks <laughs> it's very exciting perfect way to put it it's on it's on everything they're very very well used uh earlier we were talking about some of the weird things that they say in this episode that's not really correct because it, you know, it was like an early episode and one of the things i laughed at when i watched it earlier was uh warp seven if we continue going at warp seven, the ship's going to blow up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think, I think they initially also, also said that about warp six in the same episode. It's like, it's like, yeah, we're just going to, the ship's going to fall apart if we, if we s sustain at warp six. Yeah. We, we can't keep it going at this speed for very long. <laughs> oh, I, I think they also fired phasers while they were in warp yep. at, at the Gorn ship. That That's pretty funny too course we're getting really nerdy here so everybody knows you can't fire phasers <laughs> while warping <laughs> I've, I've, I've made some i've made some pretty good memes involving the gorn and mm. uh the uh the red shirt that that, that gets killed in the, in the beginning of the episode he just kind of gets blown up with that uh uh just like it was like a more of a disruptor i think they actually called it a disruptor in the episode too oh there's uh one one scene in the uh, in the beginning when they're on Cestus three and and they're being attacked. I always think it's funny, is that when Spock's like they they've locked onto my tricorder and then he throws it and it blows up. It's like a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one outside of the Gorn fight. That's the one thing I remember about that episode. <laughs> the lot the the, tri, the hurling the tricorder and it blowing up. Well, uh, they had that big, weird, like laser, um, like mortar cannon thing too. That like that they, that Kirk fires towards the hills, and that's when the the mm -hmm. Gorn ship takes off. But they were like mm -hmm. the the good the the other guy that was with him was like, eh, this seems like too close of a range for this type of weapon. And then the, like he fires it, and they all like take cover, but they each come out of like their cover at different times. Like one, like the very last guy, it's like. Yeah, you you know there was an explosion. Come on, just turn your head around. You don't have to duck and cover anymore. <laughs> hey, and how about uh, Kirk MacGyver and that cannon together? Yeah, yeah, the bamboo did, cannon. Yeah, didn't uh, did didn't did, didn't Adam Savage uh, recreate that on, on MythBusters? He did. Yes, yes they, they did. did. They did. Yeah. I feel like it went pretty well, right? Yeah, didn't it bust the myth. Mm -hmm. It worked. Yeah. It worked for the most part. Yeah. Although, I, I think he made a, a point of saying that the materials that Kirk had on hand may not have been ideal. No. Those giant chunks of diamonds and then like that. What I wanted to know, I always wanted to know, I noticed this, it might have been like a production continuity error or something, but as he's going around and like gathering up like the sulfur and the minerals and everything, he's like putting them inside that bamboo what he ended up using as yeah. the cannon, but it was hollow on yeah. each end. Why weren't they falling out the bottom? That's what I'm saying. 
He must have stuffed something in. He stuffed a rag up into one end. I I think that every time, also, Andy. Okay, yeah. good. I'm not the only one then. You gotta Thank suspend goodness. that disbelief. It's movie or it's it's movie or TV show time. He did other things like stuffing the he stuffed a rock or his t-shirt up in there. So it yeah, wouldn't fall out. Because Kirk Kirk and all of his t-shirts. <laughs> he carries the the spare. Oh yeah. He doesn't need he does I was gonna he doesn't wear an undershirt because then, you know, no. when he gets battle damage, he wouldn't be his, showing off his, the nips. His nips would not be exposed. You gotta expose the nips. <laughs> Men don't have nipples. <laughs> Didn't you the the time you busted your finger? That wasn't the only time you got hurt playing uh, wrestling the Gorn, was it? Um, that was the worst time that I got hurt. Um, and Andy, I, you've you've done the Gorn fight multiple times, yeah. I feel like I did once too. Andy, didn't you get almost naked? It, Almost negative to fight him once. Like, I got shirtless and shoeless and sockless <laughs> at Concave when I fought Brad, Brad Hall, when he was the Gorn, uh, like three years ago, I think it was. But yeah, we did like a full on WWE thing. I was like dropping elbows on the floor. Oh, that that then, was the time that uh, you and I traded places and, and we finished the song like that. No, because because like I I I I did the uh, 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 Scotty would challenge him to a duel where Scotch and Brandy were fighting tools and and maybe uh, maybe inside some solid rock, and then I w- I wanted to finish the rest of the song, but then I was like so I and you were already out from behind the drums to come back up to the uh, mic and I was like ah oh, <laughs> damn it, uh, one well, of these ne- days ne- next I'll time. get to finish the whole thing. Well, we'll do that at, at, at Concave and do it, and we'll do that next time. I gotta wait until February. Well, maybe you know if Summer Concave isn't uh, killed by the Rona. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe it, come to think of it, maybe it wasn't the Gorn that I fought because Noah and I did the did the Amok Time Amok fight time. a few times. Yeah, you, you guys did so that. I, may just I be think thinking two of that. or three times. I, I think mm-hmm. I got and I. It was most of them were injury free. I think one time while we were practicing, I I can't remember if it was we practicing or an actual show where like I think I got popped in the in the actual face with the end of the Lurpa. Oh, yeah. Hey Noah, but, save it for yeah. save it for the Amok Time episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, another uh, <clears throat> another moment in this episode that I really love is when when Kirk is like an incredible fortune in stones. But I'd trade them all for a good fan hand phaser or a good solid club. A good solid club. God, like this episode, like I want to see the roles reversed. Like if if they wind up making Anchorman three, I'm really hoping that Ron Burgundy has like one main like newscasting enemy, and they do like a Gorn Kirk fight type type fight. Because I could see, I could see Ron Burgundy like recreating that line. Yeah, but the difference between us is I really hope they don't make Anchorman three. <laughs> uh, I'm saying just for that scene, I would like. Okay, I, maybe I, I maybe if it was like it was like a funnier die short or something. I would love if they just like made like that, just made made a fight scene and didn't bother making a whole movie. Because I didn't yeah. see Anchorman two. It was. 
nothing to write home about. And what was weird is like, it seemed like it was a bunch of outtakes from the first movie with like maybe a couple of new scenes added. Yeah. It was weird. So um, another thing that we've been discussing lately that we're uh, going to be rolling out soon is our own band Patreon. Well, we just, I mean, we just started talking. We've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. But we're, we're just now finally kind of trying to pull it together, mm-hmm. figuring out what exactly we're going to offer. We'll get there. We're going to have some, uh, there will be like weekly content. There will be special monthly content. Um, there's going to be certain things you'll only have access to at certain tiers. So, but we'll, once we roll out the Patreon itself, you'll be able to see how much five-year mission you could possibly handle. And then you can go from there. <laughs> Fansets.com is your home for all things pop culture pen related. If you haven't been keeping up with Fansets on social media, you will see that they have brand new Picard pens for nearly every single character from the show now, and they all look amazing. They're, of course, all high-quality enamel pins. If you have not checked out Fansets.com, you would know by now that they have everything from the DC Universe, Harry Potter, the upcoming Horrorverse, and of course, Star Trek. And recently, they just they just announced and revealed the brand new 25th anniversary Voyager pin set, and it looks phenomenal. So, if you're like me, you better start saving some money during this weird little outbreak we're in the midst of. I'm currently broadcasting from the middle of nowhere in southern Indiana. So, me and the dog just hanging out in a weird cabin, away from everything, and I amazingly have internet. But, I can still access fansets.com from now here, and it's phenomenal. Did I already use the word phenomenal? I'm going to use it again. Phenomenal. Bursting? Maybe. Hank, what do you think? Are we gonna are we gonna make it through all this? We sure are. And as soon as we're done, we're gonna order some stuff from fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for sponsoring our show and every single show on the Trek Geeks Network, week in and week out, during all these crazy times. another edition of what are little songs made of covering arena we started this one a few years ago decided that we needed to do it all over again but with different songs but still going in order so that was arena so we've been noah butler chris Burgeon, mike rittenhouse i'm fark go back to being quarantined Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
One day while investigating Cessna's 3 An alien superpower kidnapped me It put me face to face with a dangerous enemy How the hell did I get myself into this mess? They say we have to fight to the death So I defend my life with every breath If both were in my shoes, he'd know what to do He'd probably hit him with a hyper spray or two And then tell him jokes until he was subdued Mr. Spock could take him out with one nerf and Jermaine melt him into thinking that he's our friend Either way, with Rocket Logic, he knew that it would be a cinch Well, I put both hands together and swing like I'm holding a bat And then I dug when he swings at me, karate chop him in the back I don't know how I win, but I'll tell you what I'll do For the greater good of the Federation and the name of the Enterprise crew I'm gonna kill With a social look at her, would lure him into a place where he'd have the room to defend And he'd get a beat down by Nurse Chapel and Janice Rand Well I, I pick up a rock, and I throw it at his chest And it bounces off like styrofoam, it throws a boulder at my head I figure out how to win, cause that's all I know how to do
started, started, started. Witness the all-out, sure-gripping, rock-hurling brawl to the death. It's human versus Gorn, Federation versus the unknown, Captain versus Captain. Don't miss the unstoppable action when it's two men enter, one man leave. In this corner, at 5'9", weighing 160 pounds, it's James Tiberius Seven foot tall, weighing 215 pounds, it's the Gorn. Oh yeah! And don't bother bringing your wussies at the hall, we've got the best Romulan ale knockoff, this side of the neutral zone. This Sunday, January 19th, stardate 3045.6, located a little more than 500 parsecs past Cestus 3. And don't forget to enter your recipe into the second annual Barbecue Twinkie Cook-Off. Hosted by last year's winner, Falcon High Councilwoman Tapow. Don't miss this once in a lifetime event happening only once. Act now before all tickets are sold out. And don't you worry about where your little Andorian ass is going to sit. Cause we'll sell you a seat, but you will only need the edge. And for those of you who can't make it, or those of you who want to relive this action over and over, don't forget to set your DVRs to record the pay-per-view. That is, of course, depending on whether or not NBC decides to cancel it again. This event has been brought to you by the Metrons. Arena not responsible for loss or damage to personal goods. Enter your own risk. Innocent bystanders most likely destroyed. Void were prohibited.